0: are you ready
1: baby we done it we're rich baby conor mcgregor made us rich break out the red panties we're rich baby
0: i said are you
1: With the hosts you love, Riggs, T, Austin, and Peyton.
2: And we are live at the Wheelix like Sports Podcast once again. Uh, Where's Riggs to introduce us? Well, in that case, Austin? <laughs>
0: Are you gonna take Riggs's job? I guess I am. I, we're uh, Austin, Keith, and Peyton, and we're and uh, Riggs. And uh, he's somewhere. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's not doing. Not talking sports with us. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that a problem?
2: Yeah, it is, but I mean, we'll survive for the most part. Um, He is. I don't know, the last time we did this, it was
1: literally about him, don't you remember? That lady was like, hey, I miss Riggs.
2: Yeah, that was 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 my girlfriend's mom, so I mean...
1: (laughs) That's even worse.
2: Yeah, and she doesn't like me. That's a joke, she actually Um, does. Maybe, you don't know that. Allegedly. Oh, God.
1: Allegedly.
2: (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Oh, man. But anyways, um, guys, I mean, like, we're still in whatever this is called anymore, quarantine-ish stuff. We're opening up, I guess. Slowly. Supposedly. Yeah. Slowly
0: but surely. But you know what? Each week it does feel like it's getting closer and closer. You know, baseball is going to be announcing shortly what time they're going to be coming back. And, I mean, we're all setting... You know, set our prayers for uh, July first and I set mean, it, that it for now. Happen. Open it now. Why not? Why not? Get Open it, started. it now. I mean, have you guys seen the whole entire ordeal
2: of what they're planning on for baseball? No minor leagues, no minor practice leagues. squad yeah, of twenty. Wow.
1: Which is which is crazy in itself, if you think about it, because you have they're literally going to try to take a sport that literally involves fan interaction. It does. I mean it's yeah. all fan interaction. I mean, baseball is the same way. You know, fighting is the same way. It's all fan interaction. Sports is a fan interaction interaction social gathering type thing and now they're sitting there trying to figure out how to take that away still pay the players still have some type of
0: entertainment still have some type of interaction it's difficult I mean it's not going to be easy yeah they're, they're talking about doing the you know revenue sharing with this thing where it's you know half to the players half to the ownership. And, I mean, you you have to do it that way in order to keep things afloat. But, I mean, there's just going to be so much money lost in this whole thing. I mean, you're just going to be banking on TV ratings alone. And as we all know, that's why the Indians can't hang is because, you know, small market. You know, right. They and bank on all the other stuff that comes with it. And, and as they begin to reopen this stuff, and as you start to see sports come back alive,
1: you're going to have one of the biggest hurdles you're ever going to see, in, in at least in the history of this sport. I'm not talking about the players' union strike and all that stuff. But I'm talking about an actual hurdle. It's going to be telling these players to shut up get back out on the field. You want to talk about revenue sharing and all that. These yeah. people make millions yeah. of dollars to pay to play a child's game from football yep. to basketball to baseball. You take, and you take the, the more serious, and I'm saying serious as in a I guess a lack of better terminology for it, but the more serious you know the fighting, you know the MMA, the, yeah. the UFC, the, the box, you take that out and you're looking at these people who are literally playing a child's game and they're pissed off that they can't get paid their full contracts, get back out on the field and, and
0: stop with this nonsense. Stop yeah. it, just agree to whatever they're going to agree to and go. I mean the longer you wait even for these players for their own careers sakes I mean the longer yeah. the longer. They- sit out the longer you get in you know you get rusty you know you won't see live pitching for that long you you know how difficult it is to get back in in there i'm sure you know you know as well You, you take you take that you know you take those couple weeks off during the winter yeah. And between fall ball and you know spring training, actually, yeah, you take those couple weeks off without seeing live pitching, man. It's it's, difficult. it's rough. It, it it's is. Rough. Imagine that for like a high school kid, though. I mean, that's literally not all of them have the
2: privilege of playing like fall ball, though. But when you look at it from that perspective, like usually practices are what February the earliest. February that was probably the last time they were in school. If not, they're already off at of school. So all these juniors that are becoming seniors next year, they haven't seen live pitching. They're probably not going to see it during the summer either. Well, let's take it, take
1: that, rewind that back. This is something we haven't really talked about. What about the players, the high school players, that missed their whole season? It's yep, yep. gone. How do they get that back? How do you recoup it? You recoup it. And then the. I guess the main question is all of
0: the ones that were being scouted. Yeah. Yep. Where do they what go is, from? What are they going to do? Is yeah. it a lost Colgate season? I mean, what happens? I, I mean, one thing, one thing I do know about high school baseball when it comes to recruiting is a lot of the recruits go more off your junior year than they do your senior year. Yeah. Because they want to get you in well before you're, you know, well before you're already, you know, halfway through your season. They want to make sure you're committed to a school. They want to yeah. get you ready almost, you know, before the summer hits. So that they're more focused on what you've already done compared to what right. your senior years. But either way, I mean, that's still is, impacting the juniors it's of this impacting year. The juniors yeah. of this year. It's just, it's a trickle down effect, and it's just, it's just not good for any of them. Unfortunately, it's not good for the kids. It's not good for the sports. It's not good for. Listen, I get COVID is is a problem or
1: whatever, and maybe it's. At, Actually, no, I don't get that. It's not a problem. <laughs> we are we are living in a day and age now where we need sports more than ever. And you know, I used to be that person that would go, "Are you really not paying attention to politics, but you're paying more attention to sports?" I understand that because if you're not pay- if you don't have something to root for, you, you that's not a good life to live. No. I mean, you no. whether you whether you like sports or not. Everybody has a favorite team, period. You may not know anything about the sport. You might not know anything about anything. But you have a favorite team. You know you want them to win. Just look at what, when, when James brought the, the championship to yeah, Cleveland. absolutely. Nobody... There was a lot of people had no idea about basketball. Yet they were on the bandwagon, they were in that parade, they were out there. Look at what it did for
2: people. I mean there's what, one point three million people at the Cavs Championship parade in twenty sixteen, and there's not one point three people million people in Cleveland. So I mean you're having people worldwide, countrywide. It's just the way it is. And just to go back to the point about money really quick with the MLB, when it comes down to money, before I end up forgetting you end up having these players that you have to pay, but is it also a good thing as well, though? Because you actually don't <laughs> have the extracurricular activities at games. You don't have the jersey giveaway you have to pay for. You don't have to pay for the fireworks show on I mean, the those, weekends. Those
0: jersey giveaways, they're, they're so what cheap. Was, but the <laughs> fireworks be. show, though. The fireworks yeah, show, right, though. Right. I mean, look at that. Like yeah, That's but, a ton but, of money. That's also, thousands of also, dollars. Also, I think yeah. on the fireworks show, when they do a fireworks show, you're getting 15,000 more people in the seats than you would for yeah. a regular game. Yeah business
1: standpoint if you're looking at that from clearly a business standpoint the revenue that they're going to lose from packing the house oh, which yeah. is another problem that you hear in Cleveland all the time we didn't pack the house we didn't pack the house the problem is that the Dolans and you know I'm outspoken about them I don't like them mm-hmm. I don't think they're good for the for the Indians right. I don't think they're good for the city of Cleveland I just don't think that but when they when you're raising ticket prices by the you know by the tens of dollars at, the, at a time and that doesn't seem like a lot but a family of 7 is no longer... Longer going to the game. Yeah. A that's a big family, four, and it is. But a family, but they're out there. A, a, a corporate get together is no longer happening. Right. When beer costs eight dollars, you're not throwing that beer to catch a ball. You know what I mean? You're now covering. You're now getting away from it. And you have to look at the rule changes that that were going to happen this year. Like they are, they're going to extend the net.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: That's another problem. They're extending the net. They're taking away from the game. Yeah. Cause, I mean, th- that's
0: one of the things. It's like I'd rather now I'd rather sit out in the outfield. I never out the outfield because you're sitting, you're sitting there, you know, on the first third baseline. You're, you're expecting there's going to be a chance, you know, you might get a ball that day. And, and th- th- there's no better feeling than catching a ball at a game, obviously. I never a, got there, so I wouldn't know. You can't catch. Oh wow. <laughs> no, he's a Steelers fan. <laughs> exactly. But if you, oh, I'm sorry. You, are we going to go on that route because mind, of yeah. the Browns <laughs> <laughs>
2: players, Odell oh, Beckham Jr., you paid how much and he can't catch a ball, but he could end up tearing did his you guys caused a
1: rape case.
0: Anyway. No, Dave, I did not just leave a wedding. <laughs> it is so beautiful out. This is actually a golf shirt that my mother just bought for me from her wedding you know what not not from a wedding (laughs) I I just want to go out golfing that's all how much do hot dogs cost a lot (laughs) I mean
2: literally like if it's on dollar dog night or dollar beer night like literally literally, but but if it's not there you're not like spending money on that at all you can't like here let me have a beer that's $16 Sixteen dollars for two, right? And me and the producer all the time pay the fifteen bucks and go stand
1: out,
0: you know, in the in the bullpen. Yeah, that's exactly right. what we do. And yep. there's
1: nothing right, wrong with right that. right out
0: there at the rails. Exactly. You know, now they got the rule where you can't smoke on on the concourse, sure, so sure. you can leave the stadium whenever and come back. Go right across the streets, Wilbur's slam a little uh, three dollar bomb. Yeah. head right on back. Exactly, <laughs> and that's the thing. The, uh, we're we're looking at at
1: sports is going to change, right? I mean, it's just it's it's <laughs> Dave has all.
2: The good comments.
0: Dave, Austin, were you coming from church? No, I was not coming. Churches
2: are actually closed still, so the Messiah didn't come. Alex, I got to give a shout out to Alex real quick. It's good
1: to have you in here, buddy. He's uh, he's an Atlanta fan, but we don't fault him for that. But he's actually a really good dude. He's followed my, my political podcast and he's come here and he shares it all the time. So he's a great guy. <laughs> I, I love having him in here. But but he's right. He, we need baseball. We need all of that. And, and yes. a, as you see COVID unfold, because it's unfolding now that people are starting to realize that it wasn't as bad as they said it was. And, and now the fans are going, hey, we want to go there. We want to watch it. But then you have these these uh outlandish rules where it's gonna make it difficult to have a good sports social atmosphere
0: i mean that the game needs any sports atmosphere if you if you could have 400 people <laughs> inside of walmart at a time you can't have people at an outdoor stadium
1: yep that just doesn't make and sense. And that's to me. my point. That that's exact and that's everybody's point at this at this stage of of the COVID crisis or whatever you want to call it. We're a sports podcast and we've thrived off of making fun of things. We've yeah. thrived <laughs> off of I mean, hell, we're watching
2: Korean baseball. We don't have we don't have a, don't have a <laughs> they chance. They actually have fans now here and there.
1: Well, yeah, now they do, because it's all we got. My when I say here and there lines. though, I
2: literally mean like here and there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. But
1: but when we're sitting here bawling <laughs> our eyes out, literally begging for people to say hey, Hey, don't forget about sports. Don't forget about it. We're going to talk about it. They're still making moves, so they know they're going to open up eventually. MLB is begging the players to take whatever offer they come from. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to see another strike because they're going to say, We don't want to do this. We don't want to do it. We don't want to take that money. We don't want to do ad revenue. We we, We want our full contracts. Yeah. And it's not going to be every player.
2: You're seeing a lot of players do it, though. Like, they're talking right. about opening up, and that's my biggest concern, though, because you have players that are actually opposing this because – There's a lot either way, there's a lot that has to be done in order to do this. I mean, like, the NBA, they're talking about testing every single individual player, no matter what site they're at before playoffs or whenever they resume. Find that out in, like, the next two to four weeks. We could get into that a little bit later on. Right. But, like, you have, like, Sean Doolittle that's saying, like, he ended up tweeting out a whole entire biography about, like, well... How is this going to work out for me as a player? Because I have a family. I don't want this to happen. Like I still sure, want to make sure, my money. Sure. I love the game. So you have people like him. You have Trevor Bauer. That's out there. That's pretty much like I, I just took a glimpse at it. But knowing him, I'm assuming he's opposing it. Just because? Yeah, oh no,
1: he is. He, and there's a. And lot that wasn't of even just looking. There. But it's just right, like
2: yeah. it's like you have to end up thinking of that from that perspective. And does it end up just getting to the point that, like you said, you need the hero, you need the villain, you need something to root you for? You do. Do we just watch movies at this point and just cheer for that one guy that you like in the movie? And that's what that's what they've tried to do to us. And when we're,
1: you know, we bring out replays of everything now, exactly, too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've watched the Indians lose the World
0: Series too many times now. Yeah. And, and I've it's, watched it's, Carlos Carrasco do I mean, a voluntary game are, of stealing I, Andre Knott's money. The Mike. Are yeah. on a 10-game winning streak, I believe. Yeah, back like, in 2017. They're on a 10-gamer yeah. right now. They've got 12 more to go, but... Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly more we don't know the
2: result yet.
0: And that's I the, bet you, right? and that's the problem. We're going to get a, uh, you know,
1: something's going to happen where we're going to see what is the MLB going to propose? What is the actual date for opening up? And how are they going to propose this plan for to make it make sense to the fans? Because Hopefully, without
0: a
2: ring, though. What th-
1: right? That's a proposal. Yeah, I got you. We're not going to. Th- there's no way they can have a World Series. There's no way they can. They're have talking a about playoffs. extending
0: the playoffs to more teams than normal, making it 14 teams. But they can't have And, and that, a universal DH too. And, you know, yeah. Jose. That's. I'll tell you what. That's the thing that's going to make old school fans really upset because sure. I, I feel like they're going to go to the DH for this season and then just, and it then just gonna flip it back. Flip it, no, flip they're just going to keep it. They're you
3: gonna think keep, they're going to? They've yeah. been talking about they've, it for yeah. a
0: long time. I think they're going to end up keeping the DH after all this is done. It's just going to be. I mean, it's people are sick of the old school style. I mean, I, I personally don't mind because. I mean, it's, it's entertaining watching a pitcher try to swing a bat sometimes in the major league. Right, I mean, but, like, we're going right. to miss out on Zach
2: Plesek, who mentioned on the podcast that, that he was right, going he to hit bombs. Zach Plesek is
0: swinging for the fence, that's for sure. He's not going to be pulling no uh, Trevor Bauer stances. <laughs> right, but that, that's the problem
1: we're looking at. There's going to be so many rule changes. There's going to be so, many, so much BS that we have to push through to try to get it. Do we even want to see a playoff? I mean, honestly, if you're looking at baseball yeah. this week, yeah, because really it's more because its that? more baseball. Yeah.
0: I want to see as much baseball. I want to see as much. What does that do that for game? stats?
1: Jose two and we're going to get to the tweet that I thought was the most badass tweet of 20. Yeah. <laughs> it is the most badass tweet. I hate Chapman, Chapman, but yeah. dude, the come funny on. part
2: was was I didn't even know if that was legit or not. So either way, I just wanted it to happen. But the fact that it's even legit though yeah, yeah. makes yeah. it like, even
1: better. Like, but, but when you look at it, like when you look at it from that standpoint. It is gonna hurt player stats. It is going, and you got to remember the Hall of Famers that get in. What's that gonna do? They're gonna, and he's right. They're gonna have to make these mental notes as they go to put the, you know, the,
2: the players yeah, on the he Hall missed of Fame. The whole balance. year. Yeah, mean, basically,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, now you're gonna, start or else off you end up it.
2: seeing these players that get snubbed from the Hall of Fame because, like, let's think about 20 years from now when you look back at it. If you look at all the stats, you see. Give me a player, Francisco Lindor, who should be in the Hall of Fame no matter what, if I'm just judging his career from now until the time he's playing. Right, that's right. still Hall of Fame worthy. The future, I mean, he I mean, could end Hall up going Fame. on a downhill spiral, but still. But, like, when you end up looking at this year and you see all the stats, you see 162 games played, full season, full season, full season, 140 from last year, whatever. Right. And then you see, like, 62 games played. It's like, what's going on this year? Why is he in 62 games played? Why is he only hit 15 homers? Why is there such an outlier? then you're going to end up like if you're voting just off of numbers alone and you don't think you're literally just going to end up snubbing him and the vote for him to be in the Hall of Fame because you forgot that a pandemic happened in 2020. Well, we've seen we've seen them snub people left and right in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I still believe Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. I feel
0: feel like when it comes to things like that, I'm going to do a quick plug for my father. He's a statistician. He has a formula. And his formula is based solely on dominance of that season, and sure. that's that's how he does his formula. Which and makes sense. I, it, it makes sense because that way you can compare you can compare a guy who hit you know nine home runs in 1895 to a guy who hit 45 home runs nowadays. Yet that guy who hit the nine home runs was a lot more dominant of a player. Sure, he was all. You know he was a saying? more well-rounded yes. player. He was more starting, dominant right, right. compared to the people he played against. And those are the kind and of. And that's the only way you can really compare. Well, yeah. You know, a, and that's the it, only way. You can, so. That's the only way you can compare Ruth with Sosa. That's the only right. way you can compare,
1: and that's a, probably a bad comparison. And, and, but yeah. that's the only way you can do that nowadays, because now again, the game has changed. Whether people say the game needs to change, the game automatically adapts. Okay, yeah. you've got pitchers. Back in the day, you didn't see pitchers throwing 100 miles an hour. Rajay Davis would have never hit that home run off of a pitcher in 1945. Yep. He's, not He's not a home run hitter as the But Chapman's throwing 101 miles an hour. You're going to bunt and hit that over the wall. Yep. The game constantly changes. Players are getting better, faster, stronger. Uh, pitchers are getting better, faster, stronger. All of these players. The hair's getting longer too, a little bit. Well, yeah, sunshine. I mean, all <laughs> that. But if you look With at the, the ground. way right. But if you look at the way the, the game actually has adapted to. Today you're like oh it needs to be sped up it needs to be sped up no 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 it needs to slow down because you're watching you're watching coaches now use four or five pitchers an inning because they're playing chess Tito
2: mastered that well game. you used to until this year that was another rule change and they're trying
1: to yeah exactly right and that's because Tito was such a master at how to play that how to play that game he's playing chess while everybody's playing checkers and it pissed yep. every single person off you got a bunch of these these Astros fans banging on trash cans or whatever the game's adapting to that you know punishment or not the game's going to adapt to that players yeah. are going to police themselves, and that's exactly what Chapman's going to do yeah. and, and you're going to see a wide range of of these rules changes that they want get shut down because it doesn't need to happen they don't yeah. need to do that
2: and also like you said whenever the like whenever the players end up following their own code of conduct yeah. pretty much yeah what's the worst you're gonna do you suspend him for a couple of days without pay alright he's a millionaire you find him a couple thousand dollars alright that's chump change exactly. cool what are you going to do to actually adjust that that's just something that doesn't really matter like doesn't, if you find us like thousands millions of dollars yeah that hurts screwed. 100% right, we're yeah. in debt we're done but from there, though, when everybody's just talking about my tank top, I'm making all the girls out there because apparently Matt and Casey are all a bunch of girls making them drool out there. We're just trying to figure Ooh. out why you decided to do
0: that. Because it's summertime. It and summer. plus, it was in my closet, yeah, and I needed to no, take it. the attention away from this.
1: <laughs> I don't mind your golf shirt. Don't you have a wedding to go to? Get out no. of here. I don't a golf shirt, but this dude comes in looking like we got him off the street. <laughs> he you, looks like that
2: most weeks. I mean, I get my
0: hair I need a haircut, all right?
2: Damn. <laughs> I'm going to let like, you a button-up. Man, honestly, I might have. I got one from Walmart the other day, honestly, just completely off topic. I did get a button-up. Maybe I'll All wear that. it next week. <laughs> try it. Try it. Try uh, it on. Dude, you're like what? that 50-year-old Mary guy that gave up. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> I've got
3: nothing.
2: <laughs> but, like, anyways, though, we're, like, going back to, like, the finding of, like, players, though, like, if you have a millionaire... That, I mean, obviously you only get to the point that you could fine people a certain amount of times. You could only suspend people a certain amount of times. Suspension is really the only punishment. But if well, five games, right I
0: mean, like, look at Yasiel Puig. He's the one that gets suspended all the time. You know he he we, got suspended when he got traded and, here. And no. I guarantee Yasiel That Puig, wasn't his fault, though. I guarantee Yasiel Puig would rather double his fine than get the suspensions... Well, it depends. If he ends up getting the hit in, he'll take the suspension. If he doesn't,
1: he'll take the fine. Well, the only reason the suspension matters is because when you have players who are looking to get into the Hall of Fame, they take that into consideration. Those are games lost. Yeah. That's stats lost. That's home runs lost. That's errors created. That's all of that. See, people are getting it. Suns out, guns out. That guy's not getting it. He just feels bad for you. <laughs> Suns out, guns out. Those Jesus. aren't guns. What, are, what is
2: that? That's <laughs> There's something. I thought you worked out. Well, you know, the gyms have been closed for a while. so. Dude. <laughs> All right, I got, I, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And if anybody wants to know about the gyms being closed, just look at Riggs' Facebook. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he is. Poor Riggs. We He's miss you there. out there, Riggs. But, like, going back, we, yeah, Riggs, we miss you. I, I mean, that's obviously obvious because I'm usually your ride out there, so, like, a, whatever. Out here. But anyways, um, when it ends up just coming down to the fact, though, with, like, the whole entire, like, just baseball as a whole, like, Tyler, if you could do us a quick favor. I know that you had that tweet up there for a minute, but like let's go back to that Chapman thing and like just this so is people. Real. See. Like this yeah. is
0: real. Uh, read it out loud. Read it out loud. This, is, the, this is one I of the, the best things shot. for the game at the moment. Huh. This is this is one of the best things for the game. It's this, this, only, is, this, this is, is, this is, is the best
1: baseball tweet of twenty twenty hands and yeah,
2: absolutely. So you have El Tuve that ends up tweeting out the players' union should not accept the MLB's proposal for a shortened season. It's too dangerous. Then, I mean, overall, too, just a quick side note. There's another tweet out there, too, that we're going to end up probably getting to, but that's Earl Thomas and his girlfriend and his <laughs> brother, cousin, and... Super Smash Bros. Yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But, like, you end up, like, having, like, just, like... The, the players are making their sports entertaining social media, and if this happened, let's say, 20 years ago... We wouldn't be talking about... Like, doing a sports podcast would be complicated. <laughs> we would be struggling to find the news. We'd be struggling to see what these athletes are actually thinking. Sure. But anyways, Chapman ended up replying back saying, Let's be real, Jose. However the MLB resumes, it's going to be dangerous for you. I got a 101-mile-per-hour fastball. I've been practicing on a scarecrow outback just for you. He's a little taller than you,
0: but I'll adjust. Tick-tock. B word Yeah the, the TikTok is what makes it ah, That's what makes it great <laughs> And good job I know Way to control your mouth I almost said the, I almost like kind of like Just fizzed that word But I just figured I'd just They're gonna keep... say female dog
2: Johnny Menzel came out of retirement Yeah, am I just saw that <laughs> <laughs> What did he come out
1: of retirement? Where, where is he going? What's he doing? Uh, I don't know Did he like awesome? fall off a cliff Backwards or something?
2: Yeah, that was his whole entire career. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Good but, call. like, when you end up having, like, players like Chapman, like, it's no matter what. I, <laughs> Brother, Ed is in here. Sorry, I
1: got to give a shout-out to the Masons. Jeez. <laughs> well, you're not a Mason. No, I'm not.
2: You should be. Austin said he will. You will? Did I? <laughs> <laughs> he was drunk. <laughs> we could talk about that, right? It's legal. Sure. Drunk. Grass. Riggs is in here. Jeez. Oh, um, but, like... <laughs> With the whole entire like idea though, like, is this? You see sports that are getting back right now though. So you have MLB. Are they just holding off though, just they for the to. protection of the Astros players though? Because they, they know to. it's just building up. Like it makes you wonder. Though, like they have to be. Listen, and I, I'm all for players beaming the
1: hell out. If the MLB isn't going, if baseball is not going to do anything to them. Let the players police them. Let them do it. When you're in high school, the first thing you're taught is if the guy crowds the plate, you throw it at his ear. I mean, that's just what you do. But they have those
0: ear cuffs now and the mouth cuffs that for your helmet, so they're not going to feel anything. I had a weird thing about liking to throw at guys that wore sunglasses when they hit... I don't and like then when that. I ended up playing in college I wore sunglasses when I hit <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that man that's funny <laughs> <I never laughs> that's actually I never wore that's sunglasses pretty funny when I hit here's the
2: thing though completely random fact though but about baseball and sunglasses I have like springtime like allergies and the same with like fall too and like as a kid it was terrible as like I was in like high school, it just kind of disappeared, and as I'm in my 20s again, they came back. Mm-hmm. But my one friend that I actually played baseball with, he used to wear sunglasses all the time. If it was literally cloudy out, no sun in the sky, he had terrible allergies to the point that he'd wear his sunglasses... No matter what the weather was, just because sure. they were so bad that he didn't want the pollen to get in his eyes and just not being able to see. Right. Then I ended up taking that approach eventually, too. I don't know if he wore them while hitting or not, though. I want to say it was a possibility, so he probably would have beaned them. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Like it was just like the whole entire concept, and like as I ended up trying it, I'm like, this isn't really a bad idea. Like, I look like an idiot for wearing sunglasses when it's like 60 degrees and cloudy. Yeah, but I'd rather at least be comfortable, comfortable. in my own self and actually not worry about, oh, here's a fastball inside and I gotta sneeze really quick. <laughs> like, did you just dab. Just sneeze. What but dab? yeah, I also <laughs> no, dab too. you did too. the whole thing. You did the whole
1: thing. Put your damn sleeves back on. Oh, here I'm here. not doing this today. Sorry,
2: Cam Newton. We have we have sponsors though, don't we? Yeah, we do. Are we gonna go to break here? Well, yeah, it's seven thirty. Seven thirty. It's been seven thirty. That's the time we start. Keith. Easy. <laughs> All right. But anyways, we will be heading to break here. Coming up, Austin, you do have a guest.
0: We coming do have up. a guest. We have my former college baseball coach, Mark Zofka. He will be joining us. He's a great, great, intelligent mind when it comes to sports, and we'll be uh, excited to hear some things uh, that he's been dealing with. He's currently the athletic director of Bedford, and uh, we'll get his uh, get his opinion on stuff that's going on in the world today. And uh, talk some baseball. And after awesome. that interview, we've got Chris
1: Cox
2: in the studio today. Awesome, we got a jam-packed show for sure. We do. Um, should have worn clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for not wearing clothes, guys. Uh, <laughs> apparently, I'm not even wearing pants either because they're shorts. But get back here. <laughs> 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 but anyways, though, before we end up going to our quick sponsor, one out of the few, make sure to check us out on social media: Twitter and Instagram is at We Like Sports PC youtube page we like sports podcast make sure to subscribe it's like somewhere down here to the left of keith that's the button hit the button the subscribe button riggs would but he doesn't have thumbs so he's not able to hit the subscribe button <laughs> um yeah so uh check that out also we're on apple google spotify stitcher and anchor check out the replay of the show Thursdays at 9 a.m. Same thing as YouTube as well. So check that out. Facebook page. If you're not watching it live and you're watching it on YouTube, the Facebook page is the Wheelie Sports Podcast. Check that out. Also, if you want our new merch as well, Teespring.com backslash Wheelie Sports PC. Nice and easy. You can just find it. it. Saves you time. Nice and easy. You can't really miss it. What's your excuse? Wear the merch. Tank top or not. T-shirt, hoodie. We got one for every time of year. I mean, you even have Wheelie Sports Podcast socks out there. But I digress. The one sponsor. That I want to talk about before we end up going to break I like jerseys too Because they don't have sleeves So usually If it's not a tank top during the summer I'm wearing a basketball jersey Yeah, absolutely So, and that's the only jersey that has sleeves, obviously I'm not stupid just to let you know But anyways I don't know what kind of jersey I want Maybe I might end up wearing like a Trey Young basketball jersey Maybe I want A ball jersey and when I say ball, I'm talking about the ball family. Maybe I'll get Lavar's jersey. I thought we were about to do Manscaped for a second. Oh no. <laughs> but anyways though, make sure you check out the jerseycrate.com. Check them out. That's jerseycrate.com. Jersey underscore crate on Twitter. Use the code Sports with the Z for ten percent off of your purchase. Check it out. Get a jersey. I mean, it's that time of year. We might be missing out on sports, but, I mean, honestly, why not wear the jersey and support your team even though you can't watch them right now? Right. Support that 2017 Indians team. Wear that old, who was on 2017, I Lonnie Chisenhall sure jersey out right there. Now. It's been a long time. That was three years ago in baseball. I forgot the name of the whole entire team now. But, anyways, <laughs> we'll be back on the Wheelock like Sports Podcast after this
1: need to spice up your website, grab some attention on your Facebook page, need an intro outro for your YouTube channel? KM Voice will do it all. Pump up your profits and add some video advertising on your channel. Add some fire to your marketing campaign. Do you want to advertise on the radio and want a professional to handle your audio? Well, guess what? We do that too. From writing the script to producing the finished product, we take the pain out of advertising. Need to add voice to your company's training video? Yep, leave it to us. Send us a message on Facebook at KM Voice or give us a call at 440-213-2860. That's 440-213-2860. Production doesn't have to be a hassle. We give you the best because you deserve the best. Send us a message or call now.
2: If you're bored in a house and I'm in a house bored, bored in a house and I'm in a house bored, why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their Lawn Mower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have, and that is painful. I would not ever do that again, and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped, because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped.
0: And welcome back to the We Like Sports podcast with Keith Payton and myself, Austin. And right now we are joined by a very special guest. He is my former college baseball coach, Mark Zofka. He is also the current athletic director at the Bedford City School District. Uh, he's a former athletic director for Medina, Buckeye, and Holy Name High School former high school baseball coach for Padua and Holy Name. And he also played his college ball at Cleveland State and is actually a member of their uh, Athletic Hall of Fame there. Uh, Coach Z, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Uh, Thank you, guys. Thanks,
3: Austin. How you
0: been? Been doing good. Been doing good. Just uh, struggling a little bit trying to run a sports podcast out here uh, with all this stuff going on. I bet the the same is an issue with you being an athletic director. How's it uh, impacting things out there?
3: Well, very, very similar. Uh, you know, it's uh, the biggest thing right now are the question marks. You know, what's going to be going on? You know, uh, you know, we're all pretty much waiting to hear what Governor Dewine has to say as far as when, you know, we can, you know, possibly open up, you know, sports in Ohio again. You know, we're, uh, I'm optimistic for the fall, but you know, right now it's it's totally up in the air. We have no idea what we're going to do, what we're looking at. You know questions are going to are popping up every day you know what it's going to look like you know because number one concern obviously is going to be the safety of uh, the student-athletes
0: Right. Yeah, on this podcast, we've been talking a lot about, uh, you know, professionally what's going on. But, uh, like, how, what's going on with the kids? How's it impacting them, you know, personally, them not getting to play their uh, final year of baseball in high school? Well,
3: yeah, you know, that's, that's a hard thing. I mean, you guys remember if you, probably, you know, played on that often, you did, you know, you imagine your senior year, you know, going into it and then being told, you know, uh, you're not going to be able to play your senior year of high school uh, of high school baseball, or fast pitch softball, or track. You know, today, you know, Bedford was to host the uh, LEL high school track meet. Oh, wow. Well. You know, beautiful day. Yeah, right. And you know, and I always love doing those events because you know you see such a great camaraderie between the athletes. You know, the competitive and, You know, you get to see such great athletes, especially in the LEL. And so for them not to be able to perform today is heartbreaking. You know, and I was having a conversation earlier with somebody. You know, about the winter season, you know, we got to boys' basketball and, and girls' basketball and swimming, you know, swimming and girls' basketball and wrestling got to the state finals, and they had to cancel right before, and, you know, basketball got to the first game of regionals, and they had to cancel, and, you know, it's, it's just a tough year for these seniors, and I feel for them very hard, because I remember my senior year and what it meant to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, with, with that being said, moving forward... Uh, it's it's got to be difficult there's going to have to be a lot of adjustments do you think there's going to have to be a lot of adjustments for you know what's going to happen in the future for high school sports
3: Oh, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, there's all kinds of scenarios and they are unofficial scenarios, nothing being official from the Ohio High School Applied Association yet. Uh, I know that there was a uh, online publication a couple of weeks ago that posted that they're talking about, you know, moving the spring to the fall, and fall to spring, which is totally not, you know, right now in consideration at all. Uh, but yeah, there's going to have to be, you know, you know, are we going to have fans at the games? Um, you know, are we, you know, how are we going to handle the locker room situation? You know, how are you going to do transportation of buses? You know, trying to, you know, I mean, you know, you just think about those things, not even the athletic competition itself. I really believe the next six weeks are going to be huge for us. You know, one, you know, with, with Major League Baseball going back into camp on June 1, you know, starting to see how that happens, you know, and, you know, what happens if one of their players ends up getting COVID. What's the situation? How do you handle it in the locker room? You know, all those questions haven't been answered, and you know, until they come up. And then we're going to be following those situations. You now we're going to kind of be at the bottom as you know the, you know, it runs downhill. You know from high school, you know, from pro to college to high school. So yeah, there's a, a lot of questions we have that haven't been answered yet. That we don't even know where that exists right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, switch topics a little bit with the uh, MLB hopefully resuming soon. Uh, d- you, what do you think about them playing games with no fans? Like, it, it, you just want to see baseball back, or do you, do you like the whole, you know, the whole uh, atmosphere of, you know, a, a packed house sometimes? Oh, of
3: course I do. I mean, gosh, I mean, it's nothing better than, you know, when, uh, you know, I still call it the Jake, uh, when the Jake is packed, you know, and, you know, I mean, I'm a season ticket holder, so, I mean, I'm you know, and I'm also a brown season ticket holder, so, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to go to games, but... You know, with that being said, you know, I don't, I don't foresee that. You know, maybe in August we may Dallas able have some fans there, but you know, I'm just excited to see baseball back. I mean, I'm, you know, even though I'm watching the 22 game streak, you know, replay on TV, you know, I know, I know the result. You know, yeah, be able to watch. You know, it'd be great to be able to go down to the games. I mean, there's nothing better than going down to an Indians game. You know, and you know, and just the whole atmosphere and you know, more, you know, just. Like I said, the whole atmosphere of the situation and watching the players out there, watching the interaction with the fans, watching them interact with each other. I love watching, you know, Francisco Lindor and, you know, just watching his, you know, love of the game and just how the different players, you know, uh, how they, you know, work with the fans and how they work with each other in communication. It's just, it's, it's something I really, really miss because there's a lot to the game of baseball than just, you know, what goes on, you know, between, you know, the white lines.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And another thing with the baseball topic uh, with the MLB, uh, they're talking about just doing seven-inning games. And with you being a, a former high school and college coach where most of the games are played in just seven innings, how do you think that can uh, you know, affect some manager strategies going forward?
3: Well, I mean, what. It does now is, you know, you can use your bullpen much more. Um, so, you know, if you've got you you've know if you've got an ace like a Clevenger or, you know, if, if Bieber comes back and pitches the way he did last year, you know, that's a huge advantage, if that's, especially if you, a, if you have a deep starting staff. You know, I think one of the things with the Indians is that what they don't have is they don't have a really solid middle bullpen this year, and, they, and I think it was one of the things I heard them last year. So if you're able to get a Clevenger and a Bieber and, you know, those guys, Savali, Plutko, you know, and if, hopefully if Carrasco comes back, if you're able to get those guys to give you six solid innings, now you're going in your closer. Yeah. And it, and it completely does change the game now because, you know, you're basically thinking you're starting the game in the third inning, you know, so, you know, you're you you gotta, you got know you're not going to get those, you know, full nine at-bats, but so you may not get a Lindor up the bat four times in a game now. You know, he may only get three at-bats, so you've got to maybe, play, you know, play your game differently as far as moving runners possibly. It may be a little bit more strategy involved. I believe that they're talking about what the National League also instituting the, the designated hitter. Yeah, that's yeah, correct. Yep. Yeah, which would be cool. I mean, I hope that you know that changes for good. I mean, this would be a maybe this is a blessing in disguise and that that move to be made. But yeah, it's definitely going to be played differently because the seven inning game is completely different than nine inning game. You're to manage your pitching staff differently. You've got to manage. You know, the, you know, you've got you got two less innings to score as a score. So you know, you got to make sure you jump out them right away because you don't have as much time to come back in that game.
0: Yeah, uh, oh yeah, that's that was our, that was our thing that we were talking about a little bit earlier about the DH, and I, I was I felt the same way about wanting them to. You know, hopefully after this year, they just kind of make that a rule from you know here going forward.
3: Yeah, that'd be great. I would love to see that. It's, you know, and then what you do is you, you get to extend some of these ballplayers or some of these stars that you know they may not be able to play every day in the outfield anymore or in the field. Yeah. I think it's good for the game, you know. And that's one thing I think baseball wants to do is they want to make it more fan friendly, more runs, expect you know. And I think the American League game's a little bit more exciting than the National League game because of that. Even though I'm a traditionalist, and I like the idea of you know maybe moving runners here and there. Uh, but I think for baseball, I think it would be good to see the DH. Yeah.
0: I, I agree with you on that uh, to switch topics a little bit more uh, you You were the head coach of both Padua and Holy Name High School, and it, people from our area know that they are pretty bitter rivals. What was it like? What was it like getting the, the chance to coach for uh, on both sides of that rivalry? Well, it was
3: funny because I went to Padua, so when I went to Holy Name as a coach, it was funny because then I had to switch gears, and when I was going to play against Padua, you know, they were like my, like you said, they were their rival, and you had to, you know, bring out a game, and it was always the big game, whatever sport it was in, and it was tough because, man, I tell you, when I was at Holy Name, we had some very good players and some very good teams, um, you know, and um, the Padua player, the Padua baseball at that time was very solid, uh, coming up in the uh, 80s and 90s. And then when I switched, I actually ended up not coaching for a couple of years. I became the AD at Buckeye and was out of baseball for a couple of years. And then I went back as the head coach at Padua, and uh, that was an easy transition because it was no home to me. And um, you know, it was again, you know, we were able to rebuild that program up into you know being a pretty good program. We went to the Final Four, I believe, in 2006 or 7, you know, and stuff like that. But it was it was fun. I mean, the padua name games and anything you get involved in were, were always a, a great time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to tell you what, though. I, I cannot stand Padua. I'm sorry, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure the reason I don't like him so much is because I'm sure I have a few uh, few scars all over the place from sliding around on that on those rocks they have in the infield. Yeah,
3: yeah but you know what, though? You're sliding on those rocks. In other words, were, you weren't playing anywhere else because that field was dry.
0: <laughs> yep, <laughs> that, that's true. That is true. Uh, to, to switch a little bit uh, more, go more into your coaching background, I know you uh, you coached at uh, Tri-C from 2007 to 2014. I was lucky enough to have you as my coach in 2012 oh, yeah. and 2013. We're going to
3: bring up that highlight, too. We're going to bring what? that up. What's that? We're bring up one of your highlights.
0: Oh, what's <laughs> that?
3: <laughs> well, hey, we, I remember one of the best moments at Tri-C. Right? You know, We have a very competitive uh, league, and I'm going to, you know, uh, with Lakeland and we had Owens and uh, – was our biggest rival or our biggest opponent in that conference was Sinclair. And Sinclair had a four-game lead on us going into the final weekend of the season. And Sinclair always is a predominant. They always got six or seven kids going on to play, college ball, et cetera. And they came to our place, and they were all jacked up. They were all happy. They were all excited. All I had to do was win one game, and they win the conference. So their coach was one, a very good coach. Steve Dittman, a very good guy, a good friend of mine. He, but he would, in the dugout, he would post all these motivational signs all over the place. The dugout was pe- plastered with these signs and stuff like that. Well, the 1st I can't remember the scores, but we, we beat them pretty handily the first two games and the first day of the doubleheader. So then we come back the second day and not, the whole motivation, the whole thing is switching because they were all waiting to celebrate and have a good time and you know go out the night before and stuff like that. Now they got to come back and they got to win the split doubleheader with us. And our guys come in the next day like, jubilant you know for weeks for ahead of talk we were like uh, in our dugout we were like showing i don't remember austin but coach kj kept on doing hey if we do this if we do that we could do this and if this happens if that happens oh yeah everything was falling in perfectly in the place we end up blowing them out the first game with a doubleheader and we go into the second game with a doubleheader and we have to win this game to win the conference it's a one-nothing game they get a guy on third base with one out it's the top of the seventh inning and they get a fly ball in the left field And who's my left fielder austin howard once he do, he throws a bB to the plate to end the game on a double play. it was it it was it was it was really fun so honestly I remember that like it
0: was (laughs) I'll never forget that moment as well and I can't I honestly can't believe I was even able to make that throw with all the arm issues I had over there at Tri C. but that's
3: what we all were talking about like you know because you did you had you just made the one throw you had to make it the right time and it was a great experience and it was a great time and that's you know but and going back to what we were talking about earlier about the high school kids and stuff, that's the things that are the worst thing that are missing. You know those type of experiences and the teamwork and the camaraderie and being together with somebody and those experiences that you know that Austin and I and other coaches will have for a lifetime. I mean, I remember my senior year, you know, in high school, and I you know, like we lost in the regional finals to uh, Euclid and stuff like that to go to Columbus, but it was a great experience. And you know, unfortunately for a lot of for these seniors this year, they won't have it. So, you know, I, 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 you know, going back to that, it's a tough thing for them, and I, and I feel really bad because events like that are. are few and far in between and we and we you know we, we relish them when we get
0: the opportunity to have them absolutely yeah that that was one of that was probably my, my favorite moment of, of my you know baseball career it was, it was <laughs> such an amazing experience and just because the odds were so far against us for that whole weekend oh, and tremendous. we did it <laughs> right right hey Mark this is Peyton of the Wheel like
2: Sports Podcast as yes. you mentioned you're an athletic director at Bedford City Schools or should I say Austin I ended up mentioning it When you ended up having, like, the whole entire season cut short and pretty much all the seniors essentially graduating early on, is there anything that the school district is doing for, like, the students that don't really get the graduation? Are you guys having, like, the staff go out to their houses and post their senior signs, like the graduate signs? Or what are you guys doing in the school district to help out the seniors in a moment that they should end up being able to cherish, but they can't because of what's going on in the world?
3: Yeah, we've done a few things. We got a few things, you know, I don't know if any of of them are listening right now, but uh, uh, we did the 2020 on 420 where we had 8 o'clock at night. I think it was 820 at night where we lit the stadium up for remembrance of the, you know, in their, in their uh, honor. And, you know, at Bedford, if you had the opportunity to be at Bedford Bearcat stadium, it's one of the nicest stadiums in Northeast Ohio. And we have a huge video board. So we made a big sign up there and stuff like that. And a couple of the kids came up and we made sure they were socially distanced and stuff like that. And they took pictures in the background. Uh, they did the, you know, our district has done the parades, uh, and various things like that. Uh, the, um, faculty staff of the district and I think it, I believe somebody said it's like 20 some hours long mm-hmm. but they sent messages out to all of the seniors individual messages that were recorded and I believe today I got the email saying it was like 20 some hours long to, the whole video wow. because of the wow. length of uh, the number of, of, of faculty and staff that participated in it awesome. uh, they did do a, a video for the school district you know for all the people that you know we love our students at Bedford and stuff like that that was a quicker one um, we are getting. We're going to do the traditional banners that we that's you know been kind of instituted the last few years for seniors. We are going to get those up for our senior athletes, and we have one other special thing with the yard signs for the senior class that we haven't. I don't think they know yet. And we're going to have them lined up at graduation with their, you know, uh, we always give them like, you know, put yard signs out in their yard that, you know, g- not generic ones, but just you know, kind of general ones that say "Bedford Graduate." Well, the ones that we're doing now that I was working on with uh, our assistant principal Brady Harrison um, was that we are actually going to make them personalized with a picture in their name on them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know, you're trying to do as much for them so that you, you know, because they, you, you, they've been there. I mean, they were there for 12 years, majority of them, and you want to honor them for what they've done and the accomplishments the day it's achieved and you know it's hard and yeah we're still going to do a graduation it's going to kind of be somewhat virtual um it's going to be where they're going to come in on the 27th they're going to march across the stage as an individual and then we're going to you know they're going to do a speech and then we're going to put it together and they're actually going to go to their driving and show it
2: wow oh wow that's awesome
3: yeah so a lot of things are going into this you know we're trying to you know trying to keep it as normal as possible i hate the word the new normal because i don't want that you
2: know <laughs> right um,
3: you know, I want to go back to the old normal, but uh, whatever that is. Um, but you know, it just and That's what's great about it. And the kids, you know, kids are flexible, which is great. You know, they're very resilient and they'll bounce back.
2: Also, Mark, another question: As we ended up bringing up the whole entire idea of baseball possibly going to seven innings for a full game and now just similar to like how high school is do you think that you could expect a little bit more like i know especially in at least the national league you see it more and in high school you see it often too do you expect a little bit more so, uh, small ball with baseball when you end up actually moving runners bunting a little bit more actually like cautious base running and not so many hit and runs and whatnot with this new possibility of a seven inning game
3: yeah, and that's what I was alluding to earlier. It's going to become a little bit different because you're not going to have the nine innings. So you're going to get if you're going to face, you know, one of their top notch, you know, you know, one, two, or three starters. They're going to get you five innings, six innings. So you're going to get into that bullpen in the sixth. You're going to see their closer in the seventh inning. So you're going to see that guy quicker. And you know, usually, so you're going to want to get some runs on the board. So yeah, I think it's going to. I think you're going to see maybe going back a little bit more, where you're going to see maybe a little more small ball. Uh, I would love to see the hit-and-run institute more. We don't see that that often. You may see more base stealing. I think the Indians are kind of built for a little bit of speed this year, especially if you can get Bradley Zimmer back healthy. Um, You know, so, you know um it's just you know I, I definitely do think that you're going to have to see that banders are going to have to manage so like I said before you met you're not going to get maybe Frankie Lindor up four times or five times a game now you're not going to get your you know your two three and four hitters up you know in that you know eighth or ninth inning because you know if you're in a if you're gonna an ace on the mound you may get to the seventh inning and maybe the third at bat and usually it takes them a couple times to figure out what's going on and you know to get to that you know you know that that groove and stuff and um I I, I definitely believe you will see some, or you should see some, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know how managers are built nowadays, you know, they're, you know, they write lineups and guys go up there and they swing for the fence, you know, it's a different game than what it was, but I think it's going to have to revert back a little bit to that, you know, your way of playing.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I know. I know. I uh, I don't re- necessarily remember KJ teaching this, but a lot of uh, a lot of newer styles of coaching is like they're they they're more focused on you know the ball trajectory almost. They're yeah, uh, they're almost teaching to swing for the fences and exit velocity, exit no. velocity and launch angle and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean,
3: here's the thing: if you if you go back, and I and I and I've always studied hitting. I mean, I, you know, a lot of what they they talk about is is just new terminology. I mean, when you, you know, when you look at a, a you take a look at a Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds' swing is the same swing as what you are talking about nowadays. You take a look at a, a Mickey Mantle. His swing is, you know, any type of prolific home run hitter. That has hit in you know throughout the history of baseball, they all get to the same point. And they all elevate. What you try to do, and if you remember Austin, you try to match the plane of the ball. That's how you're going to get the elevation. Yeah. the ball is coming on a downward trajectory, and you don't want to hit the. You don't want to. There's no such thing as a level swing. Cause the level swing is going to top the ball over. You want to match the plane of the bat swing with the plane of the ball coming down and that's the trajectory so maybe the terminology was different with KJ and I have always talked about but if you also remember we always talked about the back elbow tucked in so that you get that front elbow up so that you are getting that you know your your plane of your swing is somewhat up you're not swinging up at the ball you're matching the plane of the ball and then that's what's going to give you the you know, the launch angle. Yeah. You know, per se. Uh,
0: Put that in quotes. You,
3: know, <laughs> you know, it's just a new thing that they talk talked about. You know, I cringe when I hear it because when I look back at Bond you never heard that with Bonds' swung, but look at Bobby Bonds' swing. Or Barry Bonds' swing. Um, even Bobby Bonds' swing, for that matter. <laughs> um, you know, look at their swing. I mean, it's it, 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 Barry Bonds has a prolific home Ken Griffey Jr. You know, that, that's the swing. I mean, so it isn't really any different, but now it just seems like even your middle infielders. That's why I look at a Jose Ramirez and I was I, I cringe when I see homers. or Jose Ramirez trying to hit thirty home runs. He's a middle infielder. He should be at second base. I always said that. When the Indians were in a twenty two game winning streak, they had Yandi Diaz at third base or Shell at third base and Ramirez was at second and he just played the game. You got a hundred sixty five pound guy trying to hit thirty home runs a game. Come on. That's not you know, that's not what the game was designed to do, but that's baseball nowadays. And I'm I'm not sure I'm a big fan of it, but it is what it is.
0: Yep. Uh, another Indians question for you. Sure. Do, uh, do, do the Indians keep Frankie Lindor? Do they, do they try to go all out for him, or do you think they should just let him walk?
3: I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, when you look at the young pitching staff with Pluto, Bieber, Savali, you know, I mean, maybe try to sign Clevenger to a long term deal if you can. I, I think the money's going to go that way. Uh, you know, I look at the signing of. Um, uh, Bryce harper when he signed um, with washington i mean what did he really bring to washington except the name and more advertisement dollars we're we're not new york we're not la we're not chicago we're not washington dc boston area you know um our our market is limited you know you so say when you look at lindor yeah you may be able to give lindor 30 million dollars but lindor is going to make 15 20 more million dollars in endorsements in a major in a major market and that's where they're going to be able to sell more features, and that's where that's going to come down to so what you're going to get a productivity maybe from you know I don't know if they can trade for somebody I don't think we're my, my answer is I don't think we're going to offer him I know that they talk to him he doesn't even my understanding is that from the last I heard is that he wants to not negotiate with Cleveland and he's going to get he's going to get his 34 35 million from one of the big market teams it's just reality we can't do that um, you know we don't have the TV market you know they're talking about no fans for baseball you know Yankees and the Mets and Cubs and they don't care because their markets, their TV markets are so big. Their TV contracts—that's where they make their money.
1: Right. Yeah. You
3: know, so you know they don't care. So if gonna bring, you know, whereas Cleveland, they they need to rely on the fans to come to the games because our TV markets not that big. So we, I just don't think we have the resources. I would love to see him. I love Frankie Lindor. He brought me, you know I really like the excitement he brings. But I think, you know, you're going to need that money to sign those four or five pitches because in the American League Central, when, once we get back to that again, that's what's going to win the games for you because when you really look at it, I mean, if you have four or five good starters and you can win yourself 90 games, you're going to win the American League Central.
2: Yeah. I mean, I want to yeah. say 2017 when they ended up going on that win streak, that's when they had that four pitchers with 200 right. plus strikeouts. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. You know, and, you know, I mean, like I went back to, you know, with uh, Bryce Harper, I mean, you know, he had a, you know, he can to have that great of a year with uh, Washington, you know, um, or Philadelphia, I'm sorry, Philadelphia, when he went to sign with Philadelphia from Washington, um, he didn't have that great of a year, but, you know, I mean, so was it worth $37 million to have a guy that's going to bat 280 with 30 home runs, and, you know, I mean, I don't know, I mean, can you get, is it worth spending, you know, getting that money and, you know, getting two pit, two or three players and, you know, maybe getting the same or, or better, you know, it goes back to billy ball,
0: yeah, you know?
3: money ball, you know, what can you get for what you're paying? You know, and I think that's how it. You know, that's how the Indians have to operate in order to be competitive. Yeah,
0: I, I feel. Yeah. Like, I I feel like if they went all out for Frankie Lindor, they'd be making the same mistake that the Cincinnati Reds made with Joey Votto in that ten-year deal. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, uh, look at look at Detroit. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, Miguel definitely Miguel. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean you you look know, at they're done. I mean, they can't sign anybody because of that contract. Not and and Detroit's a bigger market than Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just you know, and like I said, I'd love to see him it's a business I mean we gotta we gotta grasp that reality And baseball is a business sports are a business you know and uh, he he did well here I just hope he doesn't you know do like um you know one of the other guys who left a few years ago in another sport did and just he high <laughs> and ride you know yeah. so,
0: uh, all right, Coach Z. One last question for you. We're gonna switch sports. We're gonna go to the NFL. With uh, seeing the uh, the schedule release from the Browns, what are your predictions for the Browns this upcoming season? Uh-huh.
3: Boy, oh boy, I did that last year, boy. Did I hit, I fall, in my butt bad that, that time. Uh-huh. Gosh, I saw somebody say ten and four. I mean, gosh, I don't know. I mean. I, I, the talent's there to have a very good year. I, I like their, you know, obviously playing at Baltimore and opener is gonna be a tough one, you know, trying to, you know, you know, go against that offense right away, especially since Baltimore got J.K. Dobbins. I think he's gonna be a big force. They're gonna have a good running game in Baltimore. Uh, the next two games are home games with Cincinnati and I believe what Pittsburgh is game, third mm-hmm. game, the second home game. Um, you know, I, I you know, I, 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 I'm gonna say nine to five this year. Noglin? I made stretches to 10 4.
0: Yeah. Well, Coach Z, they play 16 games, unfortunately. So, okay. That's
3: right. Um, I I, I would say 12 4, 11
2: 5. All right. He was just going with the pandemic situation. That's why he expects a couple games to get canceled. I understand where he's coming from. (laughs) Yeah. 16
0: games now, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Coach Z. It was great having you on. Yeah. Uh, for any of our followers, uh, I'll post. I'll tag him later. Um, Coach Zafka is a great follow on Facebook. He posts a lot of great stuff on sports. Uh, he just posted the one about the ten greatest boxers I saw. Wow. And uh, what was it? Sh- uh, Sugar Ray Leonard wasn't on there.
3: Yeah. I mean, how can Sugar Ray knock Muhammad Ali not be number one? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> what? It was from Fox Sports, and
0: it was what Floyd Mayweather was number one. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, there's some good posts. One of my buddies posted something on there about you know what, you know, because we're all used to boxing and you know stuff like that. You know, being you know, you know, you know, knockout type people. You know, Floyd Mayweather is a boxer. You know, he, you know, in part of boxing is being defensive and being elusive and stuff like that. And so I'm not a boxer. I remember, you know, but I remember the glory days. You know, when Frazier Foreman and Ali and those types of days. Those were the fun days. Those were before your guys' time.
0: Yeah, right. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much, Coach Z. We'll, we'll hope to have you again sometime. Maybe once uh, baseball room, resumes up, we can uh, get your thoughts on the Indians and stuff, awesome. see what's going on with the season. So. Anytime,
3: guys. Hey, good luck with this, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be on. All thank right. You thank you, thank you very on. much. We'll talk right, to you guys, soon. Have a good
0: one. All right. Take we'll care. Bye. That Man. was a really fun interview. It really was. It that was. It. Coach Z was one of. The one of the best coaches, uh, best minds of baseball I've, I've been around, and uh, you know we, we we were we were a pretty good team for for Tri C. You know we we uh, we were pretty successful both seasons I was there, oh. and uh, I'll tell you what he's he, he doesn't show it in the interview, but he's a very intense coach. And I'll tell you what, it's, it sparked a That's fire under a lot that of us. Shirt today, isn't yeah, got it, got to impress him. Man. Yeah, I, he wasn't on camera, you know that. Right? Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and listen, and listen, guys, like I know 100 percent why he booked that. Interview too, because Austin booked that all himself. No. <laughs> I know why he did it. He yeah. wanted his coach to no. brag about his fire cannon from left field. I, yeah, get, it. Thing, you I get it. I get <laughs> it. You we weren't gonna believe it. Yeah. yeah, he's never mentioned it once before here. So I mean, obviously, well, like, to, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like,
1: obviously, I was
0: expecting that. But. <laughs> it's either a Austin's humble or B he has he other people do the talking for him. him. That's, that's how you know he was a good. I player. have my own hype men. now. <laughs> right.
2: But, yeah, I mean, that was definitely a good interview. I mean, especially with the fact with the idea of not only do you get the high school perspective, but you're also able to talk professional again. And, I mean, I I want to say I'm, like, I'm not going to say that there's nobody talking about high school sports, but that's there's the second not. time that we're actually yeah. able to have high school sports, high school baseball coaches, yeah. athletic director. I mean, athletic director is the one that ends up making the whole entire ordeal of the schedule, the transportation. Like, right. that's... The coach (laughs) times 10, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the fact they are able to do that, though, it's, like, 100% difficult for the kids, though, and, like, it sounds like they're going above and beyond at Bedford, too, which is great to hear. I mean, what do you say, about 20-some hours of pretty much voiceover work from all the teachers and a video package and a virtual graduation that's going to be pieced together. (laughs) You're going to piss it together? (laughs) You're good at that. (laughs) I just did that sentence anyways. But, guys, when we end up coming back we have another guest as well keith we do chris cox from hooligans gym is going to talk to us
1: about uh well sports a lot of stuff his gym everything because there's a lot going on right now and and with the with the way covid is treating everybody gyms are our one
2: outlet and i thought his name was chris shut up (laughs) put (laughs) sleeves on (laughs) with that kind of entertainment I have to have him off. But anyways, though, hopefully Chris could actually end up teaching me a nice solid right hook, just for like one of you guys. For like, <laughs> either like rigs or like if you guys get out of hand, we'll find out. But anyways, we'll be back on the we Like Sports Podcast after this. Rock bring paper scissors. All right, I'll bring it back. <laughs> I'll bring it back in.
1: Welcome back to the We Like Sports podcast. We have joining us today uh, Chris Cox from um, Hooligans Gym, and there's a reason why we brought you on. You were on one of our other podcasts today, actually that we that we produce. And um, the story behind the gym is kind of what I want to get at. COVID is affecting everything. I mean, everything from from gyms to to, to your social life to jobs to employment. To, I mean, just everything. And and we got big gym guys here. The the destructive behavior podcast that we that we produce. Um, he actually trains at your, at your gym. You're a coach, you're, you're, you're a businessman, you are pretty much everything. So when it comes down to it, I wanted to bring you on. I kind of wanted to talk about your story a little bit and really the, the, the fighting aspect of the sports that people aren't really talking about right now. So it's great to have you on. I'm glad you're with us. Thank you. So no problem, man. So tell us a little bit, about, uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell us a little bit about Hooligans. How'd you start it and, and what's it about?
4: Okay, Hooligans Boxing uh, and MMA is a program that was based off of uh, the want to train not only uh, athletes, but non-athletes, because of the fact that an earlier program of mine uh, dealt with inner city kids, and we wanted to make sure that those children uh, were not left out. And and unfortunately, uh, there was a gap there where I was at a facility that only worried about the athlete. So... Um, it was kind of missing, and sure. I and I missed helping people, and I wanted to make sure that I, I was still able to reach out to those kids and make the decisions on, you know, who was actually going to be able to train, uh, sure. and, and have the final say uh, that no one was left out, whether it be monetarily or, or athletically, uh, and we opened up Hooligans Boxing and MMA uh, and we opened up to a very broad spectrum uh, both amateur and professional athletes as well as uh, children as, as I stated uh, that had ODD, ADHD ADD uh, that were cutters uh, had anxiety issues um, you know adults that are dealing with alcoholism and uh, recovering and then uh, people that are also dealing with uh you know, opiate, opiate, addictions and and other addictions as well. And, and this outlet was giving them uh, not only a, a shelter, a structure, uh, camaraderie and someone to uh, hold them accountable. And in some cases, some families are splintered to where they don't have accountability in their home life. Sure. And uh, we at Hooligans uh, embrace each other as family, uh, not like family, but actually as family. Um, And the camaraderie there is is more familial, uh, whether or not that person's an athlete that's about to go fight on a UFC undefeated show or if it was – will say Billy, who wants to lo- lose 150 pounds, sure. and obviously is not the most athletic person. Uh, you know, they get the same. They get the same support. And I, I thought that was really important. Oh yeah, it's amazing. But wait, programs like
1: that, you know, I boxed. Um, programs like that are are important, especially today with what's going on. Um, you know, you talked on the uh, on, on the podcast before about uh, people needing an outlet and, and things like that. How with this COVID crap going on? How important is that outlet now, more than ever, to be able to take those kids and say, look, you, you, you're not forgotten, It's
4: you're, you're, you're not gone, how important is that, and, and your program is amazing for that? Uh, unfortunately, we're, we're seeing a, a, a resurgence, and when I say that, um, I've always taken calls at 3 o'clock in the morning, and when I say resurgence, that means uh, an addiction has gone south and, and they're going to use or an alcoholic is going to use, they've fallen off the wagon and I'm getting that call or a cutter is uh, going to attempt suicide. And those numbers have risen uh, during this COVID-19, even though we have a support system they don't have that positive outlet to when they're training at home. It is not the same atmosphere that is given to them at the, at the gym, yeah. you know, so they're hold a hundred percent accountable and at a time where they need accountability, um, uh, they don't have it. Right. And, and when they need that structure behind them to help them, uh, so that they don't fall or to say, Hey man, I see your, uh, you know you're looking a uh, a little bit um, like you shouldn't be right. here you know and they're like uh well uh and they start holding themselves accountable. Like, hey, listen, guys, uh, uh, we're not gonna just get choir boys or girls in a boxing MMA facility. Sure. What we're gonna do is we're gonna try to change those people's lives that aren't boxing uh, choir boys or girls. You know, we're gonna try to make sure that we not only hit upon the athletic aspect of what they're doing and make sure that they live a healthy lifestyle, but we're going to work on their mental health, uh, mental wellness, build that. Uh, allow them to become empowered and grow them as an individual. And I think that that is the most important aspect of our program that we offer that is missing during COVID-19. And we're having a problem uh, gaining that back and and grabbing the reins back and and helping these young men, these young women and children uh, from, you know, possibly falling to the wayside and 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 it's very unfortunate. I wish our our governor would open up the state of Ohio. If you're hearing me, sir, please open up the state of Ohio. Please open up gyms. People need them. I'm glad you called him sir because I call him jackass. But um, the fact that that this is
1: happening, that you are a small business owner, and now you are you are tied directly into sports. Regardless, it's a combat sport, but it's so much more than that. And as we watch this crisis unfold, as you're sitting here going, "Man, you know, I, we help these kids, we help people with anger, we help people channel that stuff in the right direction," you're bringing that to the next level, and that's what that, that's how champions are made. Period. You are making champions, whether it's them hitting their goals of weight loss, whether it's them channeling. Their anger, whether it's it's taking that ball of anxiety that they used to have and and, and giving them a an outlet that they never had before, and and you're, you're suffering for it in the business wise, and and what what's the plans? I mean, what are we going to do? How how can we help you? Well,
4: we've we've exhausted our personal finances and. Uh, We've done that not only through, uh, you know, paying the bills at the facility and, of course, our personal bills. Uh, We've also... uh you know, gotten paint, some of that was uh, donated, uh, and thankfully uh, there was a gentleman, Dave Morgan, from uh, ProTouch, okay. uh, that he actually donated some of that paint. That's but awesome. outside of that, we've continued, so that we can have uh, that camaraderie, so that we can bring those people together, we've continued to purchase paint, and, and continue to find things that we can do, to find a legal way to bring these young men and women together so that they can know that they're not by themselves so that they know that you know we're still here that we're reminding them on a daily basis that we're still available to them and maybe they haven't made a phone call in the past but they are making a phone call uh, they they are able to make a phone call the entire time and we are here uh to support them at, at any angle and at all costs and and it is at all costs right now financial crisis that's in,
1: that's insane. You know, I, I come from boxing, so so it, I understand that the combat sports is is way different than any sport you're going to play in your life, period. Because you are, you are in a sense, messing with your life. You are, in a sense, you're, you're, your job, obviously you don't want to kill anybody, but your job out there is to prove that you are the best. And what you do for these kids and how your gym is run is the way that a lot of gyms should be run, but they're not, and that's the problem. So as you are trying to get open back up and as you're trying to figure out how to do it, what I mean, What is the main focus that you're going to be... Uh, h- how are you going to take it to the next level? How are we going to... I mean, we can't protest it, obviously. There's people protesting. But what can I do? I mean, you want me to sit out there in, in your front lawn and do push-ups or something until they do it? What do you want me to do?
4: Well, unfortunately, uh, we've, we've been hit with every single um, stop or wall or barrier that, that's known to man. Uh, we threatened to sue uh, the governor and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the doctor Amy Acton, mm-hmm. and uh, he goes on national television and says, "I've been sued before." Mm-hmm. I mean, literally laughing. You That's know. what
1: it comes down to. Is he was
4: laughing? Yeah, and, and he's laughing in the face, and he doesn't understand that he's laughing at the at the men, the women, the children that uh, our facility supports, that our facility have helped overcome rape. Overcome domestic violence, yeah. overcome anxiety, overcome PTSD. Uh, we help police officers to, to enforce laws that currently we're, we're literally being attacked by. Oh, but in reality, um, you know, we, we continue uh, to be looked at by doing anything other than exactly what was ordered I'm, I would like to say that over and over again, ordered by the governor that if we do anything outside of that, we're going to be criminalized. You know, um, I, I'm sorry to say this very bluntly, but anytime that you take and, and say that you're, uh, that you're making a law, which you don't have a right to make. And then uh, you're enforcing that by using the police officers are there to protect us and laws. Uh, that's tyrannical. Yeah. And, and, I, Ohio is beginning to feel like a dictatorship. And, uh, we, we closed because we were asked to close. Mm. Um, so we wanted, we wanted for the safety of the community to, to be safe, just like everybody else. Uh, just like every other small business. If we knew, and just like if everyone else knew, if we knew that this was going to turn into, um, Months worth t- of things
2: too, as well. I mean, we didn't, we didn't know it was going to be this long term either at the
4: time. What, obviously, too. Originally, they spoke of what, uh, fourteen days. Fourteen days. Yeah. yeah. So fourteen days is turned into two months, and and, and it's getting longer. And and uh, we have as as gyms have never never even been addressed, as I said again, laughed at, but we've never been addressed, we've never been given a day, we've never been told, you are going to be able to come back June 1st, you're gonna be able to come back May 21st, you're gonna be able to come back May 15th, but you're going to allow people to go to grocery stores, you're gonna allow people to go on beaches, you're going to allow people to, Uh, get tattoos, uh, get their hairs done. Uh, whether that be by a barber or a salon. And again, I'm not against these people. I'm, I'm, again, a small business owner like they are, Uh, so I'm not saying, why them and not me? I'm saying, why not the state of Ohio small businesses? Why why is the Cavaliers uh, able to train at a training facility? Why are the Browns able to train at a training facility? And again, the name of my business actually includes, I am a training facility, but I'm not allowed to train people that need it more than athletes, that need it outside of the sports aspect that that don't make a million dollars a year that don't make two million three million four million dollars a year the people that actually need sports to survive today yeah. yeah that that tonight they might stick a gun in their mouth they might yeah. stick a needle in their arm or they might take that alcohol and take it to the next level and run their car into a bridge or God forbid a family yeah and yeah uh, because they don't have a positive outlet. And I'm not saying that these people don't have good intentions. These are people that have good intentions. Sure. They're just not having the opportunity and the support that is necessary to to kind of hold them together when everything else is falling apart. We as a state and as a country have been falling apart. Yeah. And our governor is only pushing us further and pushing a wedge to push us further and further away. They're, he's not bringing anybody together. He's not yeah. helping anybody. Um, you know, and, and that's why I said uh, with tattoo artists and with uh, nail salons and with barber shops and and uh, hair. Because uh, I already said nail, I have nothing against them. Yeah. I just want to be able to provide the service of both physical and mental that we help the community do.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the way I see it is, you're, you're super passionate about what you do because again, you make champions. That's what you do, whether it's professional, whether it's whatever. A champion is defined by a hundred different ways. And you make those champions, you do that. So by them limiting now, what your passion is what your you know what your gym truly does it's limiting what what's happening in the country it's limiting what's happening or what's able to happen to correct these kids and that's what you can tell when a business owner gives a damn about his service, Mm -hmm. or when he cares about making a quick buck. Clearly, you don't give a damn about making a quick buck. No,
2: I mean, honestly, just to go off, just off of you as a whole, I mean, honestly, it sounds that hooligans, gym overall, like, it's not just for your own personal business and money. It's about the people. It's about opening a coping mechanism for all these people out there that are suffering from what it may be. I mean, anything out there whatsoever. It's not necessarily, like, for you as an individual, hey, I'm missing out on so-and-so's money this month i need it to open up it's so-and-so called me the other day and he's coping with this and it, it, when it gets personal i mean i completely understand that point of view because it's literally a, like you said outlet it's a coping mechanism especially right now i mean sp- like addiction for whatever it may be alcohol drugs whatever i mean it's literally at the highest that it is right now yeah not even like in Illyria, not in Cuyahoga County, just as a whole. I mean, yeah. anywhere, I mean, there's, I don't even want to go down that route, but I mean, if you look down in addiction and you look at COVID 19, I mean, there's still high numbers, but they're high numbers for two completely different things exactly. one's health and one's mental health. Yeah, exactly right. And to watch, and to, and to sit there, I'm a business owner,
1: uh, you know, the, the producer is a business owner, the yeah, destructive behavior is a business owner, to look at what's happening. To, to these business owners, to look and come in. I mean, I can see it in, not only in your eyes, but in the passion as you're talking. I can see it. This is, if you lost the business tomorrow, you would be fine monetarily. If you lost the business tomorrow, mentally, and, and and what you do for these kids would wreck you for life. And that's what Ohio is doing. You are, you, if you lost it and you didn't have that outlet to be able to help them and, and do things, I think you would be a wreck. I think you would, you, would be, you would fall into that same depression that you've helped many, many people overcome. And the governor needs to understand that. And it's not just you, but it's people like you. It's people like you that train the sports. It's people like you that train these guys to, to have a family that they wouldn't have outside of that gym outside of hooligans. Hooligans is an example now. Uh, It should be the poster child, if you want to know the truth, of why this is garbage. Why we have to let you open back up, let you get back to work, and let you start helping who you need to help again. COVID or not, it has to happen. And I understand that as a business owner, it's tough to make that decision, to make that jump. But if you ever decided to do it, I stand with you, and I'll be right there with you. I think we all would, Uh, especially at least least me and I know my producer would, but if you ever decide, look, it's our, and this isn't a political podcast, but it is our job and our duty as American citizens to not only not follow an unjust law, but to civilly disobey it.
2: Uh, It came right from Thomas Jefferson. And I mean, people have the choice too. Like, just because your gym is opening up doesn't mean that. However many members that you have at that gym Are going to go out, if they don't feel comfortable You're not literally dragging them out of the house Forcing them to go there The last day that the gym was open My girlfriend works at Planet Fitness So my I obviously got in I worked out, it was completely awkward It just seemed like Get your stuff in, get out That's it, get your workout in, get out And then it's closed And it's not like you're, When gyms open back up Like a Planet Fitness for example you might still have a membership, but you also have the choice, too, that they might end up trying to figure out a way for your pocket because you don't feel comfortable and going. And if you do end up charging somebody, it's just wrong at the end of the day if you look at it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if yeah. it's your job, it's your opinion it's your choice to go on at the end of the day. You don't have to like y- your gym. Isn't going to be a hundred percent full capacity because people are scared at the end of the day, yeah. but if they feel like they need it, you might get, I mean, you might need to
4: get the three people that need it the most at the end of the day, if you open up and I get that perspective. Well, what's so funny is a lot of people, they look at it as planet fitness and they look at all gym memberships as the planet fitness or the mm-hmm. world's gym, uh, of yeah. the world. Uh, well, here's the complete opposite of that. Um, Sometimes that monetary reach is too great for some. Yeah. So unlike those, we don't have a three month or a six month or a twelve month program. We literally allow you to pay twelve. Uh, excuse me, uh, thirty days or one month at a time. Um, we request that you do not give us credit card information. I don't want your credit card information. Um, Because if we're not doing our job and you're not happy to be at our facility, we want you to be free, and clear to go wherever you want. So from the very beginning, our facility has never been about the monetary gain. It's always been about the helping of other people. Uh, uh, something uh, a lot of people don't know about me. I used to work for the Cleveland Eye Bank. I was an eye, a nucleation technician. Um, at one point in time, I actually removed more whole globes uh, than any other whole globe of nucleator in the state of Ohio, actually most veteran for three states. Jesus. Um, again, that was something that allowed me to help other people. Uh, the reason why I stopped doing that is because a, a little boy actually had his head crushed and his family still uh, asked me to uh, go ahead and nucleate his a single eye that was still available so that he could live on. Oh, my. And I had a child at that age and it broke me. Yeah. Um, this, I, I've always been a person, uh, whether it be judo or whether it be boxing, it, it, if uh, you know if I get knocked down I get up and you know we're having a problem we're having a fight right now with a governor who is not only pushed us down and and stopped our monetary uh, situation that's okay it's when he starts attacking us when he starts laughing at us when he starts when when I'm writing him emails and they're not being responded to. When I am uh, having a petition with well over 500 people uh, through change.org, okay, about Ohio small businesses. Again, it has over 500 plus signatures on it. When I'm part of the small uh, independent uh, Ohio gyms that are, are, are suing for the right to open, remember, we're not suing for the monetary gain we're suing for the right to have uh, you know our civil rights um, actually adhered to. Yeah. We you know that's uh, you know we're actually using a constitutional lawyer. It, we didn't we didn't try to sue for a monetary gain. We wanted to sue so that we would never go through this again so that we don't lose one person. If one person loses their life that we could have helped. It's on Governor DeWine. It is. I, I mean, I have seen things that I, I wish nobody to see. I grew up in, uh, very harsh on one side of, uh, of the tracks. We'll call it the wrong side. Um, regardless of uh, you know anybody's views from that, you know, one side of my family after my parents got a divorce, one side was very wealthy. One side was dirt poor. Um. I've seen things in my life that many would cringe at. Many would, uh, you know, cry. Um, Again, the things where where you're having children that are being molested and the reason why they're wanting to train is because they want to be able to defend themselves. That's crazy. Who are they going to tell that to? Are they going to tell that to the white-collar person that that has the, the degree in psychology? No, they're not. They're going to tell that to a gym coach and his wife who who actually care that they know that they've earned their trust and they know that when I say, you know, red is red and blue is blue, they know that is a fact, you know, that Mm -hmm. I'm there seven days a week. Um, In the last three years that I've been in the current facility, I have had five days off per year. That means I've worked 360 consecutive days per year. We work between ten and sixteen hours a day. Can anybody actually say that they're that passionate about saving lives? No, mm-hmm. no, yeah, that's crazy. No, yeah, absolutely not. I, I mean, we, we need to we need to look at that and and say, what do we want to accomplish? Do you really want to just see, um, you know, somebody open up a business and and oh. And like I like I'm going to actually not obey the rules and and I'm not going to keep people safe. Are you crazy? Right. My whole my whole mindset is to keep people safe.. Yeah. We've invested our life savings to make sure people are safe. Yeah. you know um, we, we literally in our facility have the best mats that money can buy an Olympic quality mat, but there's no Olympians in our facility. Yeah. It's for their safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we we want to make sure that people are safe. We want to make sure that at the end of the day that they want to continue to come back. We give them a supportive environment. We want to make sure that whether you grew up poor or you grew up rich, you're, you're side by side with someone and you know that that person, regardless of how much money they make, whether they pulled up in a $90,000 car or they walked to the gym, that that person has your back, that that person cares about you as a person. They don't see you as a white collar or a blue collar. They see you as an actual person. And honestly, I don't want anybody in my facility that doesn't view it like that. I don't want to see anybody in my facility that doesn't care about people. Yeah. So I I don't understand why we continue to be attacked, why we continue to be avoided, why are gyms being kept closed, and why we're allowing training facilities that have million dollars or multi-million dollar budgets allow it to be open. Right, exactly right. No, Especially when not. you see
2: people as actually people instead of dollar signs at the end of the day, too. I mean, that's you could see, like any viewer at home whatsoever could literally see or any listener could see the passion because you're not saying that they're dollar signs and it's not about the money or the profit. It's about helping people and you care about the name instead of the dollar sign at the end of the day. And there's corporate businesses that are out damn. there, whether that be... Remodeling companies whether that be gyms whether it be whatever I mean they care about the dollar signs and I mean I was told before at a window company that at the end of the day You're just a number and it's like all right. Okay. I'm 13 You know what that means to me? It means I don't want to be there if I'm cared about as a person if I know that I'm just giving you money in your pocketbook That's ignorant at the end of the day And that's why I don't work there anymore and I'm happy I don't it's because you want somebody that you could relate to at the end of the day and somebody that you would rather see at the end of the day as even if it's a job you want to see that authoritative figure even if i ended up working for you you would care about me as an employee as a person it wouldn't be a dollar sign like it's not this guy's working for me and if he doesn't do the job right he's going to be number 20 that i just let go this week it's going to be okay i have one person i've had this person for 20 years and i at first he sucked, but I want to at least help him out at the end of the day. And that's just the way just talking to you how I feel. And it's, not too many people realize that anymore. Not too many people no. care about the individual. They care about the number. They care about the dollar sign. When it comes down to it, this is what sports is. When mm-hmm. it comes down to it, you
1: have coaches who are supposed to coach you. When you, when you assume the name coach... When you take that on, you then become that person's mentor, period. Uh, Whether they know it or not, whether you know it or not, but a good coach does know that, and you know that, and you see that. And when sports gets deep like this, you see the impact that this has, that that you, that hooligans, you have on certain individuals. And tell me again why.
4: Sports doesn't matter. You can't. Yeah, no, sports definitely matters. Listen, um, I have individuals where I'm training second generations of their family, um, where I've trained people 15 years uh, ago. They're bringing their kids in. They want to make sure that they have that same that their child has that same outlook that they did. Yeah. Uh, they might have came from poverty and they raised up out of poverty. Um, they might have become uh, a member of law enforcement, which uh, from where we grew up in, that was not a normal thing. People right. didn't become a police officer. Sure. And now their child is, you know, uh, doing phenomenal. They're in a good school. They're in a good neighborhood. But they want to make sure that they still had that same moral compass. Yeah. And and that is seen over and over and over again in our facility um you know i'm blessed to say that um my children still come into the gym and you know they want to spend time there with uh myself and my wife they want and people are like in shock they're like your your adult children still hug and and give you a kiss on the cheek and and whatnot and we're like
3: isn't That's normal
4: this, isn't this how it's supposed to be right yeah right um you know, we started them off very early. We've started off our grandkids very early, and and I think that that is a blessing. Yeah. Um, you know, again, the right moral compass. And yeah. I, and I mean, I I think that somewhere along the lines, uh, Governor Dewine had the right intention at some point, sure. some place in his life. Sure. And I think he lost it. I think he did too. And and I. I really um, wonder how easy it is to sleep uh, knowing how many people's lives are, are being destroyed just here in Ohio. Yeah, I just mean, here in Lorain County. And, I yeah. Mean, the, the, here in Elyria. I mean, take it even to a smaller demographic. If, if we go if we go into something any more than, uh, you know, if we don't start up by any later, and I'm not talking about us personally, sure, sure. it's going to go worse than that. But if if we don't start up by July, as, a, as an economy. We're done. Yeah. yeah, we'll be owned by another country. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, And, and I the ch- country that gave us this crap. And it, it's kind of crazy that our president has requested that uh, things be opened back up and that we're one of the slower states. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I'm kind of not understanding that. I'm, you know, uh, we look at uh, places like Georgia who closed down three weeks after we did as the state of Ohio, meaning Georgia, and now it's state of Ohio, and they opened up now three weeks ago, and they're seeing some of the lowest COVID numbers uh, of all times. Uh, There's countries like Sweden who never locked down, and they have have had a better response or coping mechanism than we in the United States have. And we are being treated like lab rats especially in the state of Ohio, uh, state of Michigan. Um, they're actually saying that if anyone is protesting um, with a firearm on them that they are being arrested, but yet it's their Second Amendment right. Exactly right. Um, I I'm I'm kinda I'm kinda looking at that and wondering if that's what we're gonna see next here in Ohio. It's a big possibility. I mean it's a big possibility. We got we got it's, them in there. It's, it's ridiculous. Very scary. Big, you know how big government is getting, and and yeah. how tyrannical, you know, power-hungry people. They like to be on. That's they it, like to be, yeah. on uh, the news, and they like to show their face. and And every one of them. Did you notice how perfect their hair is? Yeah, I know they're getting haircuts. All yeah. I want is a haircut. Did Did you guys notice that every one of them's hair is immaculate, yeah. and and none of them had any rings from having any masks on? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of wondering, you know, how that's taking place. You know, confused. You're I'm you're a little scruffy. Hey, look, I'm a little scruffy. Yeah. yours um, looks good though, better than ours though. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> Genetics, baby. But, hey, but but all jokes aside, you know, these people are being taken care of, and and I believe that that boils down to something called uh, privilege. Yeah, you know, they feel that they're privileged outside of of the no normal people. working class, and and I just, Not acceptable. No, and, I, and I'm we're, with you. And we're going to continue to get stepped on as long as we're willing to be stepped on.
1: Exactly. That's why I say, you know, for one, hooligans is is now going to be one of our main, you know, our main our main focal points when we're talking about stuff like that. And I'll, I'll bring you on my political talk show because I think we'd have a blast. Um, but in all seriousness, I really do. But you know, when it comes down to it, and, and I mean this it, with, with you know, sports matters. What you do matters. What you do for these kids matters, and. uh if you did decide to to, to break any unjust laws or anything like that, um, I'd better be your first call because uh, I'll make sure that that not only am I out there with you and standing there with you or do whatever, I, I will make sure that we will protect our small businesses and our sports culture and what you do for these kids. I will make sure that I am at least side by side with you. Thank you very much, brother. You are welcome. So I think Absolutely. that uh, actually, how do we get in touch with hooligans? I mean, what when, op- when whatever you decide, whatever you decide, how do we
2: push people towards your gym? How do you, you know, let's do a little quick advertising. I don't think we need to push people towards the gym. I feel like it, right, not like not like your whole entire interview is a sales pitch by any means because it's not a right, sales pitch, right, right? But it's literally if people had ears and they're able to listen, then you you got people. You're coming. a genuine dude that yeah. actually cares about the yeah. member that's coming in. You don't have to push people to the gym. They should yeah. just know the location and where to find you. Guys. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, anybody uh, from Ohio, right. I mean, hell
4: yeah. if you have half a brain at the end of the day. You're going to hooligans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm humbled by that. No, guys, awesome. Seriously. Absolutely. Uh, we're located at 39041 Center Ridge Road. That's in North Ridgeville, Ohio. Okay. Uh, you can reach us on Instagram at hooligans underscore boxing. And then our website is MMA. Dot com. Awesome, man. Well,
1: thanks. I appreciate you coming on, and we'll take a quick break and be back with our last segment, right? Absolutely. Thank you very cool. much, guys.
4: Thank it's you. been Thank it you a for pleasure to on. talk to both of you.
2: Our mics on? Yeah, yeah you right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back on the We Like Sports podcast once again with Keith, Peyton, Riggs, and Austin. Put your sleeves back on. Riggs isn't even Riggs isn't here. here. I don't know why, but Tony just felt better than Austin. I don't know why. I almost said Tony.
0: <laughs> it's, it's like, like God, Riggs. Oh, <laughs> dude. The pirate? <laughs> the, <laughs> the Dan, Tony? Yeah, Dan, Tony?
2: Man. <laughs> the pirate? Yeah, everybody was cursed like a sailor. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I was the only one that still hasn't swore on the We Like Sports podcast. I'm Give me to, money. I'm about to play some old shows. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Those shows don't count.
1: Oh, okay. I could Why? say
2: something else that doesn't count, but Why? we won't go there. Jeez. Um. Anyways, though, guys, um, while our video ends up getting queued up here shortly, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's so funny, Giggly Bits? I don't know. Oh, jeez. We're not starting that. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, just a quick side note, though. Mother's Day was over the weekend. Um, also, I ended up sending our producer a picture as well from um, the whole entire ordeal of the Mother's Day uh, San Diego Madres and the San Diego Padres. That was interesting. Um also, what is still a possibility as well, which I think is going to be really interesting, I am in contact with the guy that changed his handle. This is I actually like two years ago or something. So there is a possibility in the next upcoming weeks that we might end up having him on the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, like think it's super creative. Uh, he is, I want to say, he plays baseball, I don't know, collegiately. I'm assuming so. But, I mean, still the point that you're a- able to have somebody that was be quote-unquote that stealthy in order to pretty much steal uh, MLB baseball team's handle overall. I mean, you don't necessarily get the followers, but you still have people that... Yeah, you still have the handle, and I'm pretty sure I just want to know the backstory of what they ended up doing to get it back. Um, Told them we're going to sue you if we don't get it back. That's probably a thing. (laughs) But anyways, though, as the video is queued up, we have T.D. Barrett. His girlfriend ended up assisting him well, he was playing MLB The Show, again, I said that again, MLB The Show, San Diego Studios, give me a penny. Um, <laughs> literally, the amount of times that I've said MLB The Show, I <laughs> wear it like a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, though, his girlfriend ended up assisting him while playing MLB The Show, that's a dollar and a cent. Um, but they were playing, and she was having a trash can in the background, and I saw very entertaining. Good. So give it a look as we end up playing it right
0: now. That's good enough. That's
2: funny. Yeah, but I mean, overall, um, obviously you got that quick glimpse. Um, that was the whole video, but obviously check out our Facebook page or our Twitter, social media handles. Why not check that out? We'll end up posting it there as well. It's very entertaining, I mean, to the point that he actually ended up pissing off the guy that was an Astros fan, and he was just talking trash the whole entire time, just like had a trash can twice, and he'd be like, what was that? What was, what was coming? You tell me. <laughs> And then he do it again. He goes, what, what do you think was coming there? And then he ended up striking him out eventually, too. And he goes, what did you think was coming? <laughs> and, like, it's a literal, like, you hear, like, a trash can, like, actually getting beaten with, like, a soup spoon or whatever. That wooden thing. I'm not good at like, cooking. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I mean, the fact that, like, it's a little entertainment, um, obviously... Again, I mentioned this once before, but I really wanna have an Astros fan on just to see their point of view. And I I just want to yell at him. I don't want the innocent Astros fan that oh we're innocent. I want the Well, we were wrong. I still support the team. Listen people in Cleveland hate LeBron for leaving coming, leaving coming. Right. So not too many people end up just staying on one bandwagon, and I trust that humanity at least has the common sense to know when you screw up, you screw up.
1: Are you kidding me? Tyson bit off somebody's ear. And, and he gave it to it him back
0: afterwards. In a commercial! Was it? Oh, I thought it I was... <laughs> how is he supposed to wear a mask? It wasn't the same fight? No. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. You did see Tyson said he's back. Yeah. Yeah, we we'll see. see. Also, too, I'm, really... I'm like a fish. That's <laughs> That's
2: crazy. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I'm just, I'm just ignoring Casey at this point. <laughs> Who's Casey? Same Why one. Why does he want to know about your balls? Because he should be in Florida, remember? Social distancing. He said DeWine was going to end up... He's going to call DeWine on us. Um, oh, I'm okay with wow. that. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> he doesn't matter. He's a friend of the show, I guess. He used to be a co-host, but... When you're in Florida... How many Florida,
1: co-hosts have you gone
2: through? Um should it, Riggs be scared? No, right now. <laughs> he, he missed this, one. I think he's gonna, this he's is shopping block. No, the, the, the Wheelik Sports <laughs> ended up being created beforehand. We ended up just shooting the turds. Sure. Um, wow. Good job. <laughs> I went around it. I'm not swearing. Don't mess with me. <laughs> but it used to be myself, Casey, and CJ. We all did it. called
1: CJ? I've never heard of
2: that name before. CJ listens. He just doesn't watch on Facebook. Okay, all right. Uh, but um, we ended up doing the show in Casey's like dining room, living room with a microphone. No, we didn't even use a microphone. We used voice memos in my phone, plugged in headphones, and we had a connector for all of them. So then that was still better than a previous radio station we were at. Um, <laughs> 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 but anyways. We had the connector, and it was just a whole bunch of editing and, like, interviews. It was through Google Voice and whatnot. So, I mean, that was the original crew. Casey ended up going down to Florida for an internship at Disney. Then from there... There, it was either you do it through Skype or social media or Zoom, so to speak. But Zoom wasn't even a thing back then, really. It wasn't as popular. Sure. So we just kind of like it was always talked about. We tried it one time beforehand, and it wasn't the right quality. I tried ZenCaster, and ZenCaster didn't end up actually. The audio didn't match with where it should have been, and it was all piecing together, and it was too much work. And I just said, "F it." So wow. Well, I could. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: so then from there it was just randomly came to me that I wanted to redo this thing because sports I, I want to talk sports it's something fun it's like we mentioned before it's pretty much my coping mechanism it's the way I'm handling life it's something that is if I have an opinion about it like playing a sports games doing whatever sports related sports is my life at the end of the day. Um so why Shut up. But anyways, though, we ended up having the sports podcast. That's not called a segue. No. uh, It's called me doing another interview with Peyton. So you're on the We Like Sports
1: Podcast with Keith. Peyton is here as a guest today. What, uh... (laughs)
2: Keep going. We were, I want to know your story. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. If anyone has to worry about their spot being gone,
0: oh, it's Keith.
2: Oh. Don't worry, though. We'll still be here, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cool. cool, cool. <laughs> but anyways, though, it was um, our my former roommate, Riggs. Well, it was actually my former roommate and I originally, and just plugged in a microphone into Anchor and just recorded it that way. And then from there, Riggs, I picked them up one time, I'm like, hey, man, you want to do this podcast? And Riggs was an accident for us, pretty much, but it just (laughs) worked out that way. Like, it just worked out that way, and Riggs started showing up more than my roommate did, even though I lived with them. Um, So, yeah, and then Riggs and I ended up running with it at Redland for a minute, and then you came around, and then Austin came around a couple weeks afterwards because it was the start of all this BS that was going on. So that's where we're at today. So, I mean it was this would i consider the second reincarnation because as a whole i really don't count the first stint with this because this is a sure. better core group too and oh, Riggs I... was around for the ride I, like <laughs> honestly i mean he made the first t-shirt i'm surprised like it was literally he was a happy accident that was not expected <laughs> whatsoever but that is i crazy. literally just picked him up to hang out we were going to go to the gym and i'm like well, we got to do this podcast you want to hop in <laughs> And mentally we have to do this podcast. It wasn't any timetable whatsoever. So but how did anyways, you guys
1: start? I mean, like what was your main focus on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <go ahead.
0: laughs> what else do we have to talk about, Peyton? We have sports <laughs> to talk about. But anyways
2: though I don't know how I even got off on that side change. It just either. literally <laughs> happened. Oh who's Casey? That's how it came up. Wow. That's <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Casey.
0: My bad, bro. Uh,
2: but anyways though. Um so as a whole, though, as we end up wrapping this up, this is the last topic of the day that I really want to hit on. <laughs> Ironically enough, the whole entire rundown of this show actually before I want to get to the Earl Thomas tweet, pull that up, and then we'll end up getting to the MLB subject.
0: Man, like <laughs> I hate making the whole entire hey, no, script because it's never favorite, talked about. My favorite one, I I, I post this on uh, a Facebook, I you know shared it. As a picture has said, who's the best tag team brothers of all time? You got the Steiner brothers, you got the Hardy brothers, and then you got Earl Thomas's brothers. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! Oh gosh. But yeah, I mean, it was
2: even if we can't pull up the whole entire incident thing, Earl Thomas's wife ended up catching him and his cousin. I might have sent it to Keith. I don't know anymore. <laughs> But anyways, though, I swear to God, was whatever. Was that Mark
0: Ingram? Yeah, the voluntary
2: yeah. Mark Ingram reply, though, because he was pretty much please saying... He
0: said, please don't ask any questions about me and my wife, and Mark Ingram goes, bro, we have so many questions. <laughs> like, that we're not going to let your this your brother slide. with some other girl, and a, a gun was pulled. We have so many questions. <laughs> so it was
2: Earl Thomas tweeted out, please no questions about the incident with my wife and brother. Respect our privacy. Then his teammate, Mark Ingram the II, his teammate went, bro. No questions about your wife catching you and your brother. I'm saying it, banging the same chick. That's PG still. Then a gun gets involved. Nah, I'm after. We got questions. Oh my <laughs> god. And that's his own teammate. That's what makes it even worse. Like the fact that's... that his own teammate, they're playing on the same team. He was like, Hey, man, I respect you. You're my teammate, but I'm calling you out. What the hell happened? Like, give me this, give
0: I'll, me the details. I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm happy it happened because, I'll tell you what. Because you weren't involved? Nothing, no, but, <laughs> but the Ravens were involved. Oh, and yeah. there's nothing worse than distractions for a professional sports organization. That's true. And, 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 I'll tell you that. what, any distraction that the Ravens can have right now, especially after the season they had last year, I'll take them. Do you think his I'll wife moves to Cleveland like Cleveland moved to Baltimore? No. No, that was kind of a shot. It
2: was, okay. it, was, it, was okay. it was an attempt, <laughs> but anyway, so that's what I wanted to hit on. The last subject of the day, though, i be related. I saw this tweet, and it's very true. At the end of the day, too, regarding Grady Sizemore, somebody stated that in an alternative universe, Grady Sizemore could have been what Christian Yelich is for the Brewers. Absolutely, in an alternative universe. I could alternative have been what, Arnold <laughs> so
1: what the hell does that mean? No, but I,
2: it's literally the yeah, Grady I,
1: Sizemore stayed healthy. No, he wouldn't have been a Christian Yelch. Grady Sizemore, Grady Sizemore stays
0: healthy and is a Christian. There's not even an alternative unit. Rick and Morty couldn't even make that. I mean, Grady Sizemore, Grady Sizemore could have been easily a, a 280, 30-plus home runs out of the leadoff spot. Get out I of mean, here. he's he, for, for the small time he was here, I mean, Get out it, He was. he's one of the best leadoff hitters of all time for us outside of The King's hell? Office. He is. Grady Sizemore? The greatest leadoff, hitter? no, he's one of what? Well, sure, one, sure, yeah, of.
1: one out of 180.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, Grady if you think was, about it, he, I mean, the one, no. the one yeah. year he was in the top 10 for MVP voting.
1: I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, Grady more he would have
0: been a Christian Yelch. I mean, and dude, that, was last, love, that was his last, that was his last year before injury. That was the, was 2007, the 2007 season, season? 2007 yeah. season, yeah. he was the top 10 MVP candidate. But did, did he win? But he the was, and he was slowly, but he was slowly I getting better like each year. I, thing. I don't I just, think he had the next year. It was push. all back injuries.
1: And, yeah, well, he did have that bad, bad back and, injury. Yeah. But, but you think? I mean, let's compare the two. You want to compare fluid swings? Look at Yelch's swing. Look at Sizemore's swing. You yeah, Grady compare... did have a
0: higher strikeout
4: rate. Yeah. yeah,
1: dude, absolutely. And that's because he was swinging at everything. At yeah. least Yelch knows how to look at a pitch. Yeah. But I mean, I just don't think he was. I mean, I don't think there's a universe that could be created.
2: That would make Yelch and him on the same pedestal ever? You wanna watch me piss Keith off really quick? That same tweet, somebody said that if Grady Sizemore was healthy, he'd be a Hall of Famer.
0: No, wow. <laughs> a
1: Hall of. Grady Sizemore, a Hall of Famer?
2: If he was healthy. Honestly, if though, he was I healthy, mean, it's all here. what the yeah. hell? Yeah. Honestly, though, here's the thing. If you actually. Think about I it. I mean, though. If he should be Sizemore, a Hall of
0: Famer for having his own section in the bleachers called the Grady's Ladies. And, and he's, Travis, that's what that's what I'm he's getting a Hall of, to, of Famer just Cronk. for that alone. No.
1: no then Kronk is, uh, yeah, is, a, is a Hall of Famer because he had his own section.
2: He had a candy board. He had too. a candy board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, But like, no, come on, the thing is, Shrek. look at all the money that Grady could have made. I feel like if Grady Sizemore, and this is going to be outlandish, Keith, you're going to hate it. Austin oh my might agree. God. But if Grady Sizemore could have stayed healthy, you're gonna have merch, you were gonna have the endorsements, yeah. I mean, people were buying yeah, yeah, yeah. the pink. No, I didn't know favorite. pink was the longest thing, Dude, I, like, I didn't know that. that was a brand until they started making is... the jerseys for Grady.
1: No, I agree with that, if he would have stayed healthy, if Babe Ruth would have just lived forever, you know how much merch he would have sold, right?
2: what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah. but the, he Are you kidding me? My point is, is he would have been very similar to what we're seeing with Lindor before Lindor even existed. What? He would have he had a big contract if he was healthy. No! I don't think he was that good! You really
1: think my, my my I don't I don't know. You think you would have had that big? He's having like, a my, stroke, I do, guys. I do I'm know, not having a
0: stroke. Heart problems, maybe. I do believe he was a huge reason that the Indians did make it to the to 2007 ALCS. ALCS, and if it wasn't, oh gosh, what? Why he was? Why he he was great. He was great all year. 30 plus bombs hit over 280 stole probably 35-40 bases he, he, was 40 fielder, he, was he was a good defensive center fielder and he, he was, was one of the, best, of the base and path, he was one he, of the best defensive center fielders I would say that I would say that he And that was, was a great yeah he that was definitely was that's, that's a huge part of it man
2: I, I mean know. honestly at the end of the day though I, <laughs> I know it pissed off Keith but I feel like I feel like for sure he could have been a Hall of Famer because if you look at his career was cut short extremely. He should have been playing until 2014, 2015. I mean, he's not even 40 right now. He should he, he could, still, still, he be could playing. still be playing.
1: Yeah. I, I, the, the question I liked Grady Sizemore. I thought he was good. I don't think he was ever a Hall of Famer, and I definitely don't think he was ever going to be the next. What did you say, Christian
0: Yelich? Christian Yelich, come on. Yeah, I don't know Christian about Yellich. Christian Yelich. I want to go that extreme. Christian Yelich is still very very young. Yeah. I I mean, well, not only that, but very he's young. he's good. Like, he if he does stay
1: healthy, yeah, you, you can put Yelich in the same group as you can the Judge. If you can't put Grady Sizemore in the same group as Aaron Judge, then he, you can't compare the two. But that's Aaron also judge a Aaron part Judge part did, difference did fall off
0: quite a bit last year.
1: Oh, yeah. I thought Aaron Judge was the most over overrated yeah. pile of crap that I'd ever put on <laughs> pinstripes in my life.
2: And Giancarlo Stanton, if we want to go down that route,
1: he's an he's an idiot. Stanton is, is is a I don't like him. I think he's a jerk. I think he, he uh, but the only thing is the New York fans didn't help him either. They no. booed him for freaking seventy some games because he wasn't performing at the what four hundred and eighty
2: thousand bazillion contract that he got. I get it. It's because they didn't know but, if his name was Mike or Gene Carlo at the end of the day. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. That, like you had like if you really quickly though look at that two thousand and seventeen. Ryan Garco was on that team, right? Garco, yeah. You had Ben Broussard. Ben, ben Broussard. You had Travis Hafner. Ludwig. Ludwig was trash. Ludwig was garbage. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah, just garbage. Out, I'm just throwing hey, out. I'm just CC Sabathia. Out you had pitching. Literally, as
0: imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine this. Roberto Hernandez. It's, get it right. Think about it. That that we the Indians had back-to-back Cy Young winners in 2007 and 2008 with CC Sabathia and Cliff Lee. Yeah. Cliff Lee went eighteen and five in two thousand six. He was hurt for two thousand and seven. Yeah. And then two thousand and eight he was twenty-two and three. Can you imagine? Yep. Cliff that, Lee in his prime yeah. on that 2007 we're Indian starting like, yeah, rotation yeah, yeah, was that the year? Like, and I hate to
2: bring this up, but, the, but was 2007 the year of what if? Because yeah, if yeah, we're yeah, really playing everything. this, what if everything's the
0: year of what if in the Cleveland Browns. No, went it was to playoffs, play together last year barely. for the Indians. It should have been what
2: if. It's still what if. It's what if everything. Yeah, we always get screwed. <laughs> what if the show never ended? Don't worry, it will. We'll be on next week once again, Wednesday, 7.30 to 9.30 on Facebook Live. We Like Sports Podcast on Facebook. Again, the replay, 9 a.m. Thursday morning. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google, and Anchor, as well as YouTube, 9 a.m. Check out the replay. And, I mean... Grady Sizemore would have never been a Hall of Famer. I'm trying to get Grady Sizemore on the show, so <laughs> thanks for ruining that. I like him. I think he's good, but come on, Grady. You're not a Hall of Famer. It's okay. If he comes on and says, if he says himself, which no matter who you
0: are, you believe that yeah, you're the of best course person if he in the
2: I should be. You're,
0: I'm a Hall of Famer. Anyways. Hey, you know, I threw that guy out from left field. I should be a Hall of Famer.
1: Actually.
2: <laughs> I think on that note, we're just leaving. We'll see you next weekend on the Wheelock Sports Podcast. Check us out put sleeves on